Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And as you know it, wherever you are, I hope you are doing well, keeping safe, and enjoying the fall weather before it gets a little too cold and into cold. Thank you again for tuning into my podcast, The Becca Sweet Show. And today, because you all enjoyed part one of Playboy Secrets, I am doing here today on my podcast, part two. So, now I had a little bit of questions saying like with the Me Too movement, um, because let's face it, 45 minutes or an hour, I can't get everything in. Um, to tell you about how Playboy, you know, being there was experiencing my time there um, around people. And I would say some people, they said to me that they did watch a documentary um, and they call some of the women gold diggers. Uh, they say that um, even some backlash online toward um, some of the women that have come forth about uh, Hugh Hefner uh, they were saying um, that uh, these women use this poor old man. And, you know, God rest his soul, um, Hugh Hefner. Um, he's dead and gone. And God rest his uh, brother's soul, Keith, as well. But people were saying how the way they don't believe these women. Now, again, as I say, I believe them because I have experienced what they went through. Um, no, I wasn't a girlfriend to someone that was abusive toward me and I had to be with them because I had no choice and, um, you know, I had nowhere to go. I had, you know, I didn't have any money. I didn't have things, um, you know, um, that I can buy on my own or, or a career or that sort of thing like that. You know, I'm going with this, what, what I'm saying. Um, so, but I'm going to break it down for you in this part two today, okay? So, I am a woman, as you know. You're going to be like, yes, of course, Becca, we know you're a woman. So, anyways, being a woman is already hard enough, okay? Because, especially, like Marilyn Monroe said, when you're beautiful, it's a two-headed sword. And, honestly, I have lived by those words that she has said. Because most men, okay... When they look at a beautiful woman, when they look at us, first thing they say, oh, wow, she's beautiful. And, you know, it depends on how the way you come off as well, how you how you present yourself, how you dress, how you talk. Some may think you're dense. Some may think you're smart. Some may look at you and say, wow, I wonder how good she is in bed, you know. So... And then a lot of times men, you know, I experienced that and, and most of us beautiful women have experienced that, that most men want to get with you or get close to you um, just to get you in bed, you know, or, or try to get you in bed. Okay. And so they're willing to buy you whatever. They're willing to take you out crazy constantly, constantly. Um, they're, they're willing to spend money on you. Um, they're willing to take their time to get to know you and you, you know how the way it goes. I'm not going to get into relationships here today, but, um, yeah, basically I, I would say women, you know how it goes. So I would say this, 
with the women um, with Playboy, and I'm sorry for those that went through things, they experienced things with Hugh Hefner um, that were bad. But basically, when you're in the field of entertainment, you're in the field of modeling, you're in the field of acting, you're in the field of music, I'm going to say entertainment in general. You're putting yourself out there. And I would say most of the women that have been through the gates of Playboy, because I have come in contact with some, they didn't have a mother and father upbringing like, you know, Marilyn Monroe herself. Some of the women, the documentary was abused by their own um, family hand, whether it were fathers or grandfathers, you know, um, they were abused. Okay. And then they went back into it. They claimed when they, you know, went inside of the Playboy Mansion. So, and I, I agree that most of the men that were there were like, health friends were like really old guys. Okay. But when you're young, you don't, honestly, you don't look at that. You just see a face and see what I don't have a problem with the documentary because I watch it. I mean, it's a lot to it. I mean, there's like part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six. It's a series. Okay. And I watched the whole thing. And what I'm saying is that when you're young, your eyes are not open. So when you're there at that time, because there's no longer Playboy Mansion, some of you ask me, no, Playboy was sold like I believe before Hef died and the mansion was sold and he lived there until the end of his day with his uh, widow Crystal Harris I believe her last name Harris Crystal I, I would say Crystal um he lived there with her and then you know apparently when he died you know she went on you know I, I believe he brought her a house so there, there was something I'm not getting into that but I believe he left her a couple of assets you know money and he brought her a house. I guess he said, well, I'm buying you this house because, you know, I'm going to die. And which, well, his last days, Hugh Hefner was uh, walking with a walker. I mean, I was in shock. I mean, literally, there's like video of him. You probably can Google it online um, of him basically uh, walking around with a walker. And this man wants that love to dance, love to mingle in the crowd. Um, was very playful and energetic, now barely can walk and walking with a walker. I mean, the Queen of England, Garris, her soul that recently died um, the uh, uh, last month, uh, the Queen of England didn't get, a, uh, sorry, get around with a walker, but Hugh Hefner had a walker. Um, but, uh, yeah, so going back to what I was saying, uh, the at the Playboy Mansion, I agree. There were a lot of old men around. Like, basically, I'm going to be honest with you. There were no young boys in Speedos. And if there were young boys in, in, in swimming trunks or Speedos, they were invited to a party. But basically, when you were... When I was there at the time on the premises, when there weren't parties, and I was invited in the house, and I stayed a couple of times, and... And I look outside the window because I had the room where I like to face the pool. There was a pool and a grotto. I like to face. That was it right there. Um, I, I would basically see a lot of girls around the pool and there would be men. Like they just come from tennis because Playboy, they had a tennis court. They had all of that. 
And basically, they they would be talking to us girls. And me, I just kept to myself most of the time. Um, I wasn't there really to make friends, but I was open to making friends. Um, And yeah, there were guys there saying, oh, I know this person. They can do this. They can do that. Now, I will honestly say that Mr. Hefner um, said to me, well, actually, it was his brother, Keith, said, would I like to move to L.A.? And then that they would help me with my career. Now that I think about it, to be honest with you, I'm so glad I didn't because I love New York City so much. I am so glad that I did not because maybe I could have failed into the hands of what happened to those women that, you know, Hugh Hefner's ex-girlfriends and the playmates that witnessed, um, you know, the R word and abuse verbal abuse physical abuse who knows I could have fallen into that so maybe it was a sign from the heavens God saying no go back to New York but I'm gonna be honest with you I all the time thought it was I wouldn't say I regret anything in my life but by me not taking up that offer and like they say, you could live across the street at the Playboy. I mean, sorry, the Playmates house or you could live in the mansion and it was going to be, oh, live in a mansion for the rest of your life. But it was like living in the mansion. So uh, because hell for like, well, I know people at Paramount. I know people at Universal. And if you say your acting is good as you say it is, I will get you an appointment. He said that in my to my face. He said, I will get you an appointment. And he looked very firm when he said it. He said, I will get you an appointment and they will let me know if you're good or not. So he knew everyone in Hollywood. I mean, he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay. Um. And so, but, you know, he was telling me and, and I didn't, I really didn't take up that offer. And I always said to myself, well, what could have happened if I would have just went through with it and moved to LA? Cause I remember his brother Keith said, if you're serious, um, and, and you want to, and just before Keith, uh, got married to, uh, Kathy, Kathy, his widow, but, um, he said to me, I believe just right before he met her and when Keith liked me at the time. And, um, and he said to me, if you're really serious and you want to get to know me and, you know, just move to LA and, and here's my number. <laughs> and I still have this number. I still have Keith Hefner number in my phone, but, um, no, I was not serious. So no, I never called him. I never like, hooked up or with him or called him and say, okay, I'm moving to LA. And, you know, and and I mean, I said it to myself, I'm being honest with you as I can. I'm saying if I would have decided to move to LA, move in the Playboy mansion or across the Playmates house. And, and Keith said that he would have got me a place or something like that. And I told him I love Jaguars. And I remember he said, oh, I'll get you a Jaguar, you know, no problem. Um, and, and I think at that time, I'm being honest with you as I can, this is my experience with Playboy, but I think at that time, uh, uh, he, he was asking because he was, okay, I'm going to say this and it's the truth. He was a little bit, I, I would say jealous of me being a playmate. And I think he was trying, he was glad that I didn't want to do it. And he said, I talked to my brother about it 
and, you know, Hef, his brother. And, and at the time, he said, I talked to Hef about it. And he said, I don't think it's, it's, it's great for you, you know, to, you know, to do that. Because, I mean, Keith really liked me, to be honest with you. He, he really did. Because his brother knew he could trust me. Like, Hef knew that, you know, I'm good to be around. And I honestly think that Hef would not do anything to hurt me or disrespect me. Maybe because he knew that my dad was a minister. Um, maybe. Or it was something about a minister's daughter that he respected. I don't know. But what the women saying that he did or Playboy did, like I said, I didn't live there full on. Um, but I did see things, but I didn't see things out of the ordinary where I would want to go home. And I would say, I don't want to come back here because this person did this to me. That person did that to me. Now, I will tell you. I remember that when I was there, there was a golf uh, player that was known, and I don't remember his name, but he disrespected one of the playmates, and um, he was there visiting, and it wasn't a party, it was a... Uh, you know, Hef had movie night and he had where the men would get together and watch movies and some of his girls would join. And I mean, they always say, hey, Rebecca, you coming? And I'd be like, uh, I mean, like old classic movies. OK. Um, and then when I was like uh, friends with Keith and, you know, he would he helped me with the ins and outs of Playboy, the do's and the don'ts. Could they give you a guidebook, you know, and all that stuff like that? And so I basically will go because Keith was there and, you know, and he brings some friends and they had their cigars and things like that. But um, like I say, I, I did not see anything like out of the ordinary where I would want to go home. I mean, basically, you walk around a Playboy mansion and like I say in my last podcast, you, you allowed to be groped. Now, Keith or Hef never did that to me and Keith respected me like respected me he never ever tried to touch me inappropriately so he never they never gave me drugs they never gave me I remember one time me and Keith went out to dinner half brother we went to dinner he picked me up at the mansion and him and I went out to dinner and he brought me back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls he brought me back (laughs) before the sun went down okay and he didn't even try to like you know what guys try to do to us girls he, he was very respectful of me. And so he picked me up and he, and we, I remember the restaurant and he, when we walked in, it was amazing because they closed down one section for me and Keith. Keith and I was like, the people was on the other side and we were in the back. Now in back of my mind, I knew I can trust Keith, but I was Thinking to myself, now I know this man ain't going to try nothing in this restaurant. But no, he talked to me. He was asking me things I would like to do. And that's when it came up about, you know, I'm into the acting and I'm doing the WWE and I'm doing this and that. And then that's when he went and talked to his brother and, you know, what I just told you what have said to me. So, yeah, I mean, total, total, total gentleman, total gentleman. And again, like I said in my podcast, the first one, Keith, like women of color. He liked spice. He liked, you know what I'm saying? He he was a man of this is, you know, what I like. Uh, uh, I, you know, um, he, you know, he said that, um, um, excuse me, he said that um, he liked 
you know, flavor. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just recalling, recalling in my mind of him saying that to me and it, and he said it smiling so bright and I thought it was cute, but he said me and my brother is different. You know, he likes the blondes and the pale skin and I like flavor. Now, Barbie Benton, like I said, I've met her before. Um, uh, those of you that know me, Barbie Benton, uh, she's nice when she was at the mansion. She would come and visit the times I was there and when I was not there. Um, Barbie Benton was a half longtime girlfriend, I believe in the 60s. Um, and uh, she was brunette and she had a tan to her. Maybe she sat out in the sun and got tan. I don't know. But she was beautiful, gorgeous, you know, beautiful lips, eyes, um, you know, hair, all that good stuff, skin. Um, but I don't want to say too much because I am a woman, but I know that some haters and people can be harsh. Okay. And say, well, you know, you women, you knew what you were getting yourself into. You women, you knew what you were doing. And, and, let, me, and let me say this. I would not have went to Keith's house. Okay. Um, he knew that I'm going to go back to the Playboy Mansion. And, and I was surprised that he did it early. Like I said before, the sun, you know, went down. And then I saw him again after that. We hung out. But you know, he, cause he said to me, he said, um, we just, I, I, we drove by his house when he was driving me, we drove by his house. And he said, I live here. <clears throat> and, um, he said, this used to be, uh, Elena, Lana Turner, the, uh, actress. And he said, yeah, her, um, daughter shot her, um, husband because her husband was trying to, now this is what Keith Hefner said to me. And this is why I'm thinking that these men were not this way. I don't know about Hef, but I know his brother Keith was not like this. Keith did not force himself on any woman, from what I know. Okay? And he said to me that Lana Turner used to live in the house that he lived in. And I don't know when he married uh, Kathy. Uh, Kathy, I don't know if they lived in that house, Lana Turner's house, when he died. And, you know, Kathy became his widow. I don't know that because... Me and Keith, like I said, when I when I went back to New York here, him and I, we just didn't talk, you know. And when I went to the mansion the last time, he was there and he came over and said something to me. I don't even recall because I think I was dating someone else at the time. And you know how that goes. I don't even recall. But I just know that him and I, we didn't talk much anymore. And next thing I know, a playmate told me he got married. And I said, oh, but that's great. You know, I'm, I'm glad because I know, I, I know Keith was looking to share his life with someone. He was looking for someone. I, I remember he told me that. He was looking for someone that he could trust, someone that was beautiful, someone, you know. And, of course, you know, before uh, he got married, uh, I don't know if he was married before. I don't recall him telling me that, but be, you know, before he married Kathy, I'm sure that maybe after me that there was other women too, um, that, you know, he tried to get close to, but you know, Kathy married him. And I don't even know if she's from LA. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, and all I know, she's a very sweet person and hello to her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, let's get into the part of Anna Nicole Smith and why women want to do Playboy. And I will tell you why I went to the mansion. Cause some of you asked me, ask me that don't know me. Well, why did you go? You didn't say that. I believe I did a little bit, but I'll tell you why to be a Playboy model. 
the real Playboy model, not the Playboy out now. I'm talking about I'm talking about the real Playboy model. There was something about you that Playboy liked, as I mentioned before. The girl next door look, her body frame, the way she carries herself. Men loves to stare at her. Men love to look at her. She's different. She's built different. Okay. Uh, she's young. She's fresh. Um, you know, she's adorable. She, she glows in the sun and the list goes on. Okay. Innocence. This is what Hef like. Innocence. Okay. And for you to get a letter from Playboy or an email from Playboy or a photographer saying and forward you the email and the phone call saying Playboy wants you to pose for them. It's like, you don't understand. It's like the biggest thing ever. It's like Victoria's Secret. I've done a little bit Victoria's Secret modeling, but not where I'm in the catalog. But that's another story. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's another story. Because there are some things about Victoria's Secret and it's not coming out about. That's the reason. Yeah, I didn't do Victoria's Secret. Okay. It's coming out about that. It's already out, but it's coming out more. So you people are like, ah, yeah. Okay, that's why I didn't do Victoria's Secret. I had a shot at it. But Playboy, um, when you were asked to pose for Playboy, it's like a big thing. Because they do not take every beautiful, gorgeous girl in the world. Playboy does not. And the women that pose for Playboy, they had a certain look where no man could say, nah, she's not beautiful. Now, and I remember when uh, Hef met me, he said that I remind him of Ola Ola Ray. That's the girl in Thriller that played Michael Jackson's girlfriend in Thriller. And he said, Ola Ray posed for Playboy. And I didn't know how she got Thriller. He said, Ola Ray got Thriller because Michael Jackson saw her Playboy edition. She posed for my magazine. And he's sitting there talking to me because he talked to each and every one of us girls before he picked who he wanted you know, when he brought um, us girls there, I told you in the beginning of the first podcast um, how I ended up there. And, you know, he, he pat my hand and he said to me very nice and de- dearly, he said, and you re- your smile remind me of Ola Ray. And he said, I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to fly her out here. And here you are. <laughs> and he said, your personality reminds me of Dorothy Stratton. And he brought her up to me. And honestly, I didn't know who she was. I was like, oh. And then that's when I started reading about Dorothy Tratton because they said that, you know, she was murdered by her scumbag ex was soon to be ex-husband. I think she was going through a divorce or something like that. But uh, yeah. Um, And and from there and I felt great. I mean, I felt like, wow, like, you know, Playboy wants me. And so and I'm here because of that. And not everyone got to go to the Playboy Mansion or walk through the skates. So I can honestly, seriously say that I am happy that I was able to experience that and and have friends still to this day from that experience. Um, And what I also remember, well, I'm going, not about me remembering. Let me say this. What woman that is beautiful doesn't want a man to take care of her right see we have gotten away from tradition 
Okay, let me go back into my Becca teaching vibe. I'm very traditional, the way my parents raised me. And I'm old-fashioned, okay? And the world has gotten away from that. The, the, the Women, we are more like, I'm independent. I do my own thing. He does his thing. I do my thing. Um, he don't tell me what to do. I wear what I want to wear. I wear my hair the way I want to wear. I wear my makeup the way I want to wear it. So guys are like, okay, fine. You want to do it that way? Fine. Do it that way. And then when we want a good man, okay, and we want, but you, that good man wants to mold you. And people are like, well, you have to groom women. That's what he did. He groomed us. I remember the bunny dip. Um, I couldn't take pictures in the bunny suit. Yeah, you might think it's crazy because he said I wouldn't do the magazine. Him and I clashed about that, but he was nice about it. We didn't argue about it, but he's like, no, Rebecca, because you won't do the magazine. So you, you can't. But they measured me and I fit perfectly in it. And it was pink and I, and I wanted blue. I wanted navy blue. And he says, no, you're going to wear pink. And I remember telling his brother Keith about that. But going back to what I was saying, yes, he groomed us women. That's what he was doing. He he wasn't he wasn't for my experience, he was not grooming us to sleep with his friends or to sleep with him. Now that's what that's what I'm getting or to sleep with his brother. No. He groomed us to be the adequate, you know, to be um um conservative, to be conventional, to be um stylish, uh to be respectful. Uh, that's what he was grooming us for. Okay. Because if you read the bunny book that every playmate got. That i gotten. And have. It teach you how and what to do as a bunny. And I'm going to say this. I've heard stories. About different actors and singers. Musicians like Natalie Wood. God rest her soul. But you know Natalie Wood was R because she went to um uh a producer's house at night the same thing with Bill Cosby these women when you go I don't know how many times I can tell you that when you go to a person's house okay for a movie role for pictures uh, for and I'm gonna say this. It was a girl in the documentary saying how the way she did her Playboy shoot. Give you a little spoiler here, because this is what I'm talking about. And she said she was downstairs. Everybody left. There was really no one there in the house. Okay, at the mansion, and um, she uh have invited her up to his room and said, Hey, you wanna look at your pictures? Um, they they turned out great. Well, that's an invitation. You went in his room. Now, I'm not saying that what he did wasn't wrong. It was wrong if he did force himself on her. It that That's wrong because no one should do that to anyone, okay? If she said no, I'm pretty sure she did the way she talked about it. No means no. So, if I say to someone no, no means no. Hands off, right? Okay. So, but you're setting yourself up to be taken advantage of. You're setting yourself up to be R, okay? And, and R, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't want to say that here on my podcast. But you're setting yourself up for that. So when it happens, you know, you're setting yourself up for it. So I know growing up and when I started modeling and everything, I know my mom would tell me even... If I was in Maline and I was just out and about, she would say, be careful 
you know, be careful, be careful. She would tell my sisters that. Be careful because watch your surroundings and don't eat or drink anything that someone give you. Just watch yourself, you know, be careful and, you know, behave. And that's the same thing. You know, if I had a daughter, I would tell my daughter, hey, you going to a party or, you know, hey, mom, I want to be a model. You know, I want to be an actress, whatever I would that I might go with her. But I would tell my child, don't go. Don't put yourself in harm's way. You heard that expression, those words before. Don't put yourself in harm's way, meaning don't be there. In, in a situation that you can't get out of. Now, me, when I was thinking about what she said in, in the documentary about that, <clears throat> um, if it was me and he said, and I'm the only person in the house and he said, hey, come upstairs. I got your pictures from the shoot. I would be like, um, well, you know, I'm going to go out to the pool. And is there any possible way you could bring them out to the pool to me? Or, oh, oh, I don't feel good. I got a stomach ache. Maybe, maybe later. Or I don't know. I would have said something made up something because I already know in back of my mind, maybe he's trying to get to know me and, and where it's going. And, you know, these women are saying, well, it was this old man, like my grandfather and his hands on me was kind of gross and nasty and, uh, and, but let's face it. We were all there for a stepping stone. Okay, we were all there to grow. And what I mean by grow, we were there to see if possibly we could be famous. Okay, and I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, I have pictures and um, I don't have video because phones are not like they are now. But I have pictures where you can see girls all over here, like at his parties, like there were people literally, he know who I was. But there were people literally, here I am coming downstairs, I'm going to join the parties or whatever, I'm trying to get outside, and there's people beating me down because Hef is outside now, he's outside the house. So I come down, and I join, and let me tell you, it is true that he says, hey Rebecca, or hey so-and-so, tomorrow night, I have my party going on, I need you girls outside, I need you to mingle, I need you to do this net. Rebecca, you don't wear the bunny suit because you didn't do the magazine, so you are you do not wear the bunny suit. I'm still paying you, but you don't wear the bunny suit. I go, okay, okay, I understand, I understand, I understand, I understand, yes sir, Mr. Hef, because we call him Mr. Hef, I understand, I understand, I call his brother Keith, just Keith, but I call him Mr. Hef, and so, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's like, um, if you didn't participate, you're in trouble. So one lady in the documentary said, oh, I got in trouble because I wouldn't participate. And he got mad. Of course. What were you there for? You wasn't there just to go to the game room and play games. And we weren't there just to sit around and mope around. No, we were there to work. Basically, just to say hello to his guests, be nice and be respectful and still get paid. And let me tell you, I will tell you how much I got paid. And I was happy with that. When he had me do things uh, here in New York City. Um, yeah, I got paid for that. And, and, and so that was part of, as they call it, the uh, Playboy family. Um, he called it being the Playboy family. 
for five years, like he told me. And I didn't sign anything yet, but I was working as a Playboy model. And he told me, but I had more freedom. You know, I was able to come back to New York. I was able to do the WWE. I was able to do um, things I wanted to do because I was under contract. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I had freedom. But then another thing uh, I remember seeing uh, on the documentary where his son, Cooper, one of his sons, it was Cooper, um, he said that these women, something to the fact of they're lying, my dad was nothing like what they're saying. And then they're like, well, you wasn't in the bedroom with your father. We was. Okay. And let me tell you this. There are some freaky people out there. There, they are some freaky people in this world that when it comes to sex, they do all kinds of things. All right. And I am just going to leave it right there, right there at that. Okay. And so, and, and, and another thing. We were young, as in me, early 20s, okay? I'm not an old lady yet, but I was younger, all right? And these girls were younger, young, okay? Because a lot of them are old ladies now, and they still look good, to be honest with you, but they were young. Like, you know, that's what he liked. Hef liked young. He liked innocence, okay? And we were young, we were innocent, most of us was virgins when we were there, most of us were, some of us, some of us probably had a boyfriend but was a virgin, and some of us probably never was touched by a man, but that's what he liked. Was it, is it wrong? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, most of us when we went, we were like a princess, looking for our prince, okay? Because, let's face it, guys, there at the Playboy Mansion, you didn't get in those skates unless you had a lot of money. You were a celebrity. And if you had, and if you were friends with Hef, like it has been known, you were either family or you had a lot of money. And his brother Keith had a lot of money. So there you go. So when you enter the gates of the Playboy Mansion, you were a person of status. Okay. And if you were a girl like myself, you had beauty. That, that, that was your offer to the Playboy Mansion. I have this beautiful young lady, girl over here standing, okay? And I tell people, let's not fool ourselves. You had your body, your looks, your charm, your personality for, yeah, basically being at the Playboy Mansion. If you were ugly or let's say out of shape, no shade, but that's how the way it was, that those were Playboy rules, you wouldn't be there, Okay? All right. If you were a celebrity and, and you you were big or whatever, woman big or whatever, okay, you but you're who you are. All right, let's say like for instance, I don't want to go there, but let's say like Lizzo. Okay, I love Lizzo. Love her music. I think she's a beautiful big woman. But Lizzo, if you see her if you at the time were Liz who Lizzo is now, if you saw Lizzo at the Playboy Mansion, her like we all know that she's Lizzo. If, if you saw Lizzo right now, if this was if Playboy Mansion, what I'm trying to say exists and health was still around and Playboy still around and Lizzo came along 
when I was, you know, floating around Playboy and other girls and let's say women before me and, and who was Playmates and all that um, and decided to be Playmate, Lizzo would be there basically because she Lizzo and she sold millions of records. All right. And she's there because who knows? She got invited because she's Lizzo. So Hef loved celebrities. Okay. Bottom line, Hef loves celebrities. Now I could be wrong. You let me know. Have a big woman. I mean, a big, beautiful woman. Have she ever made Playmate? I don't know. I don't think so. I've never seen a, a issue a Playboy with a big woman in it. A big, big, beautiful woman in it. It's just been a thin toned, skinny girls in it. That's, that's basically what I've seen. Different races. I, I really haven't seen, um, you know, big women. But what I'm trying to point out here is the fact that we, when we have wrong done to us, we want to yell about it. You were there. I was there. We all know, we all knew what went down. And if you don't want anything, you know, to be, I, I would say that you wouldn't like, then, then just don't do it. And you know, if you don't do it, you know that it's possible you're not going to get the job. Now, I would say this. There have been women done things and they still don't get the job. Just do it because you want to do it. And I always thought when women slept with Hef, they slept with him because they would just say, hey, I slept with Hugh Hefner. Okay? Basically. I didn't think that they would say, oh, I didn't want to have sex with this old man. You know, I didn't want this old man touching me. I, you know, I'm, I mean, but I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people, if Hef like you and you got close to Hef, you basically were VIP and he, he won't forget you. And yeah, I, I will agree. Those that maybe he just had sex with and they were just many few. Okay. But I would tell people this, always set your standards. Okay. That's what I did. And if he would have said, to me, you're going to go back on the plane. I would have been back on the plane. I would have been like, okay. But when I walked in the door a Playboy, I set my standards right there. And when I was younger, I was that way. Now that I'm older, I mean, I got to get it together. But I'm going to be honest with you. When I was younger, I set my standards when I dated a guy. I'm like, you're not going to do this. You're not going to treat me this way. You're not going to come late. You're not going to. Now I'm just like, oh, well, I'm getting older. I guess I'll just take anything. And I need to stop being that way. I need to set my standards. And standards are standards. Okay. Not saying that I won't or I don't. But I need to do them more like I did when I was younger. And set your standards, ladies. You know, set your standards. And even guys, tell a lady what you like or what you don't like when you first meet her and want to date her and court her. Tell her what you like or what you don't like. And I think the world will be a better place if we set standards. If we tell people what we won't accept and what we will accept. But people just go right, you know, it's like these women, you know, they go right into it, you know, thinking, oh, I'm, you know, he's, you know, I'm going to be like this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to be this. You, you, you can't live off of expectations. You have to know. You can't guess. You have to know. If I go to the Playboy Mansion, okay, they already want me to pose. I know if I do this, I'm going to be this way because I know it. Okay. I know it. And I, I knew Hef was going to like me. I knew that. I said, if I could just get past, you know, not wanting to like, 
because my friend, one of my friends that I'm still friends with in Florida, her father teased me about that. He said, oh, you're going to the Playboy Mansion. Well, love, when you go to the Playboy Mansion, and I think you're going to have to sleep with him. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, I think you're going to have to sleep with him. I'm like, I'm not. Because I know, okay, you sleep with him, you're sheep, you're, can I say the word whore now? And I'm like, I'm not. And then, like I told you on the first podcast, and I'll tell you now again, I set my standards. And it's not about setting my standards. I just didn't want to do that. That, 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 that. That's not taught and raised for me to do that, to sleep with someone to get ahead, to get a position. That's just not me. So it's either, I, I mean, it's, I'm not going to do it, and what do you want to do with me now? Okay, so basically, okay, and I know a lot of you probably like, but yeah, it's 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 a real tough one to take on, you know, to accept and say if I don't if I don't do it, would they send me home? Would they not want me to be here? And I was willing to take that chance. And guess what? I said it and I stayed. And yeah, he respected me, but um, and I'm sure. He respected other women as well. There's playmate friends I still talk to. And we, they they thank God they're living like me, living their life. And they tell me Hef didn't do anything to them. He, they were around Hef. They didn't have to sleep with him. And they're white. And they told me. They're like, Becca, he didn't do nothing to me. Nothing at all. I, I'm not ashamed of anything. He didn't do nothing to me. I'm like, well, there you go. And then there was some that he probably did. And I would say you had women there that was desperate for his attention. They were desperate. They were they wanted to be number one. They wanted to be the number one girlfriend. When Holly and them left, they wanted to be the number one girlfriend. Crystal was there, um, you know. But when I first went, Holly and them was on their way out. You know, they they like I said, Kendra was dating Hank, the ball player that she's now divorced to, and they have they have two beautiful kids together. But or had two beautiful kids together, but they were on their way out. I don't, I don't, I, I think Bridget was there and then she left, but they were on their way out. Like Holly was doing her thing. And, and, and like I said, Kendra was not really, really living there much. They were on their way out. So, and he had Crystal and some other girls around him. And, but like I said, I wasn't in their business. I mind my business. So, you know, at the end of the day, people have their say so. You know what they want to say, and and I mean Kendra have been known to say Hef was not like that, and they're and Holly's like, well Kendra's lying, and I will have to say this before I end my podcast on this topic today, a part two of Playboy Secrets. If any of of the women on the documentary and those that are not on the documentary has witnessed or was a part of anything that hurt them or brought them down I'm I I mean I I'm sorry if you if you went through that um because like I say I was not there in half bedroom I when I was there I I can't stress enough to say that I didn't see anything I mean I was good but I didn't see anything out of the ordinary I was not offered drugs um, I was not forced to have sex with anyone. I stayed to myself. I didn't do anything bad. Like you would consider like having a threesome or sleeping with another person. I, I, I didn't I didn't do things like that because I, I didn't I, I just it, that, that I was there basically to just marinate 
in the moment of Playboy. Know what it's all about because, like I said, as a kid, Playboy was big. And because you had Pamela Anderson and you had all these, they're like, well, if you do Playboy, now you made it because now you can do the big movies. Because, you know, there was there were Jenny McCarthy um, in the late 90s. There were there were Pamela Anderson. There were Anna Nicole and there were there were um, Carmen Electra. And I, I met Carmen Electra. I met Pamela Anderson, uh, Tracy Bingham. Me and her became friends. Have introduced me to her. Her and I was really good friends. Um She's on a couple of pictures that I got to put up. But yeah, but me and Tracy, we, we were really tight. And then Nicole Naren was like one of his favorites. Uh, a lot of people, you don't, all don't know who she is, but she was a playmate. But she got into some trouble. And I remember him telling me that I reminded him of her. And so my personality and nose. He said, he said something like that to me because she had Indian in her. Um, and still do like I do. <laughs> I have Indian. Um so yeah, but um uh yeah, but people are gonna say what they say, what they know, what they believe, what they witnessed, what they went through. And like I said before, I before I end this, um before I watched the documentary, I was upset at what people were saying about him. I was like, now that he's dead. They're all coming out. They want to come out the woodwork, as they always say, the woods. And they want to say this and they want to say that about him. But watch the documentary before you judge. Watch the documentary. If you don't believe it all, you're going to believe some of it. Because, like I said before, as a woman, I've been through a lot and still go through a lot in the entertainment just to get a part or to get... And I would say this. Women... When when we're young and, you know, and, and, we, and we want the fame and if it's not fame, we want the attention. We want the, I would say for me, exposure because I love exposure. I love the camera. As you all know, I love being on the scene. I love going to parties, dropping by and, you know, uh, uh, professionally late, <laughs> um, that sort of thing. But basically when you're young you're like okay and then when you're older you're you're like oh well I did that you know and I did that and I think that's how some of these women feel they're like okay I I, I was younger my eyes wasn't open but now I'm older and that's what I went through and now they are open or you got to understand and I'm trying to say this all under an hour of my podcast there's so many beautiful women in the world, and especially with Playboy. I mean, you know, you had the Hustler, you had the Penthouse, but there's so many beautiful women in the world. And sometimes, you know, you could be just a number. And I think that's something that women has to understand. You're a beautiful woman, and I've always been told in the modeling industry, yeah, there's, there's women that have to meet modeling. Okay, so there's always someone going to be breathing down your neck. You can have a hit record today and then a year later, it's not a hit anymore. You know how many songs on the radio? You know how many songs I've heard? And I'm like, wow, this song used to be such a big hit and people sang it. And what happens? It get old and people are like, "Okay, that's old. I'm out. And I would have to say this. um, Yeah, Hef had cameras, as I mentioned in my first podcast, everywhere, but also to well, you got to watch the documentary. Just just watch it. If you watch it, you'll understand. And I can understand why some of these women are 
like, oh, well, you know, you know, I'm ashamed. I've, you know, you have to watch it. I'm not going to give more away. But um, I might do a part three. And it's about the, the, the life and history of Playboy, how it came about. Because I said some of them, my playmates, mates, were saying, hey, you going to do a podcast on the, the history story of Playboy. And I'm like, yeah. But that probably be like later on. But, um, yeah, so just watch the documentary. Um, watch and you will see what I'm talking about. It's very interesting. You will want to watch one, two, three, four. Holly Madison is on two. Because some of you already asked me. She's on two. Episode two of, of the series, of the Playboy Secrets. So she comes on episode two. And she's a little bit throughout. You can tell that she don't want to talk about it. She's a little bothered about it. About it. And I will honestly say I believe her. I, I, you, you have to watch it. I believe Holly. I really do. I have not read her book, but I'm probably going to read her book. I might, I don't know. Okay. But it's something, you know, to experience and read, but I might read it, but I don't think she's lying. I looked at her in her eyes and I could tell by her being there, how the way she was glad when she left. And like people say, Oh, you can leave anytime. And I said that, yes, you can. But Playboy if you could only understand what I experienced when they, when they wanted you and accepted you, you were family and you were loyal and you had a duty, a responsibility as in being the best, not a responsibility as a chore, but sure. But you had to be tidy, neat, um, you know, uh, keep yourself well together, spoke well. And I may have my Southern accent, but he loved it. I mean, because he loved Southern girls. He, he loved us. He, he loved the slur language. I mean, I have a playmate friend that I still friends with to this day. And she's a Texan. She's from Texas. Her and I talk and she makes me laugh because, you know, her husband's California, but she's Texas and, you know, but me and her, we get along. But, um, yeah, as you can see, as you can tell, I have a lot more to say, but I'm going to end it on this note. And thank you all again for tuning in. Um, let me know your comments, what you think, what you like, and what you uh, possibly want me to do if you want to do if you want me to do more Playboy. And thank you again for tuning in. Take care of yourself. God bless you. And thank you again for the likes, the comments, the, v- the views, the shares, the following, the downloads. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Keep safe. Know you are loved and you are special. And thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, I'll see you here. Thanks again. So long.